Hello everyone, this episode is brought to you by Love Heals Dog Rescue. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of History of a Haunting. I am Archie. I am Carrie. And this week we are touring the Queen Mary. I am so excited about this. It is in Long Beach, and have you ever been there? Of course not. Of course not. What do I do? I don't even watch movies, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When the RMS Queen Mary was launched in 1936, she was the flagship jewel in the Cunard White Star Cruise Line crown. At 1,019 feet long, the Queen Mary was the longest ship in the world, even longer than the Eiffel Eiffel Tower is tall. (laughs) I was thinking something else. My bad. She was a giant of the sea and heralded for being bigger, faster, and more powerful than the ill-fated Titanic. Her craftsmanship... I was just going to ask, was she bigger than the Titanic? She was bigger, faster, and more powerful. And apparently a lot less, a lot less sinkable. Was I going the right route with that? I, I feel like you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her a craft, lot less sinkable. A lot less sinkable. And a lot of people tried to sink the Queen Mary. Like, Titanic only oh, came yeah. up in, against an iceberg. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Her craftsmanship was unparalleled at the time, and today the Queen Mary is still considered to be one of the most elegant passenger ships ever built. Wow. Have you... Have, have we had this conversation before? Is that where you were going? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a disaster. Oh, this is going to be remembered for this, many other reasons. <laughs> this is the Titanic episode about the Queen Mary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <clears throat> Shall I continue? Okay, <laughs> I can do just fine. Can you continue? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. Okay. (laughs) This is terrible. This is terrible. Hold on. Go. Where are we starting? Where where, where did you end? I don't know. (laughs) Are we still? Oh, fucking... Fuck my life. During, <laughs> during her reign, this stately North Atlantic liner carried a veritable who's who of celebrities, artists, and political dignitaries across open waters. From Bob Hope and Elizabeth Taylor to President Dwight D. Eisenhower and the Kennedys and dignitaries like Winston Churchill. The elite clamored to enjoy this mobile luxury hotel and its upscale amenities. Life aboard the ship was glamorous, and the evenings rivaled the gala affairs held in palaces. During this time, she even held a new speed record, which she held for 14 years. Because of her sheer power and swiftness, the Queen Mary was drafted during World War II to ferry Allied troops to the heart of the fight. A total of six miles of carpet, 220 cases of china, crystal and silver services, tapestries, and paintings were removed and stored in warehouses for the duration of the war. The woodwork in the staterooms, the cabin-class dining room, and other public areas was covered with leather. She was painted a camouflaged gray color and stripped of her luxurious amenities. 
Dubbed the Grey Ghost because of her stealth and dark color, Queen Mary and Queen Elizabeth were the largest and fastest troop ships involved with the war, often carrying as many as 15,000 men in a single voyage and often traveling out of convoy and without escort. Their high speed and zigzag courses made it virtually impossible for U-boats to catch them. Well, However... But... Does it say what her highest speed was? It was not mentioned. It wasn't? Okay. I was just wondering. On October 2nd, 1942, Queen Mary accidentally sank one of her escort ships, slicing through mm. the light cruiser HMS Curacoa off the Irish coast, coast with a loss of 239 lives. Queen Mary was carrying thousands of Americans to join the Allied forces in Europe. Yep. Due to the risk of U-boat attacks, Queen Mary was under orders not to stop under any circumstances and steamed onward with a fractured stern. Some sources claim that hours later the convoy's lead escort returned to rescue 99 survivors of the Curacoa's queue of 338, including her, her captain, John W. Boutwood. Yeah. This claim is contradicted by the liner's then-staff captain and later... Cunard Commodore Harry Gatridge, who records that the Queen Mary's captain, Gordon Illingsworth, immediately ordered the accompanying destroyers to look for survivors within moments of the Curacoa's sinking. Yeah, I have heard both differing accounts. At any, at any rate, that particular accident does is part of my haunting portion, okay. which makes sense. <laughs> Quite. Right, yeah. The increasing popularity of air travel helped signal the end of an era for the Queen Mary. By 1965, the entire Cunard fleet was operating at a loss, and they decided to retire and sell the legendary Queen Mary. On October 31st, 1967, Ooh. the Queen Mary departed on her final cruise, arriving in Long Beach, California on December 9th, 1967. She has called Southern California her home ever since. The Queen Mary is now a floating hotel, attraction, mm -hmm. and event and wedding venue, yes. home to three world-class restaurants and as an icon for Southern California. Yeah, she is. I mean, even if you don't ever go, like, go to the Queen Mary just to kind of poke around or go on one of her tours or stay there as a hotel guest, you can't you, go you to can, Long Beach without... You can see it. You can see it. And oh, wow. Koi's dad used to live in Long Beach, and he used to live, like, right on the beach, and from... So he had his apartment, and then there were the stairs down to the beach. And from the beach, even from his apartment, you could see the Queen Mary docked. I mean, it's just one of those iconic images. Oh, wow. Um, the very first time that I ever went to the Queen Mary, I, was, I went with my mom, my grandma, my Aunt Mary, and my grandma Blanche. And it was when the Spruce Goose plane was also oh, wow. in Long Beach. That would have been amazing. And we, we we went to both. We've got pictures of us on the Queen Mary, and then we've got pictures of us with the Spruce Goose. And um, if that lets any of our listeners know how fucking old we are. <laughs> um, but that is my story of when I was on the Queen Mary for the first time. Like I said, um, my son's father has lived in Long Beach before. I've been on the Queen Mary numerous times. It is an amazing, amazing um, place to go. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. So the next time we go to, you know, do a Clampett Road trip, we need to we need to go there. Because, I mean, you don't have to, you have to pay to park, but you don't have to pay to, like, <laughs> poke around and that's what that's what we did 
so anyway, yeah, we should definitely plan to go there, at least do a tour or, you know, something. Now, as far as um, even more notoriety, like the Queen Mary needs it, but it was named as one of Time Magazine's 2019 Top 10 Most Haunted Places. Really? Yes. The ship's name... So the ship was named after Mary of Tech, who was the wife of George V. Now, the king died shortly before the ship's maiden voyage. Legend has it that Cunard... Am I saying that right? Nah, close enough. Okay. Um, that Cunard wanted to name the ship Victoria. Oh, yes. Ending in IA. Yes. Um, after what they considered to be Britain's greatest queen. Uh-huh, yeah. But after they asked the king for permission, he replied that his wife would be delighted. His <laughs> wife being Mary. Yep, 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 yep. I laughed when I read that. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, they weren't about to, you know, correct the king of England. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they're bad. As you don't. Ever do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty amusing. Anyway, that is how the ship got her name. Now, a fun fact about RMS, and I don't know if you came across any of this in your research, but RMS, it is the ship's prefix used for seagoing vessels that carry mail under contract to the British Royal Mail. Now, any vessel designated as RMS has the right to both fly the pennant of the Royal Mail when sailing and to include the Royal Mail crown logo on any identifying device and or design for the ship. However, even though the Queen Mary is a steamship, an ordinary ship would be SS, or steamship, or MV, motor vessel. Since RMS stands for Royal Mail Ship, it cannot bear the SS title. So a sailing vessel can be RMS as well as can be a steamer. Um, It's a distinction because of the carriage of mails. These are very rare now. There are actually fewer than five in active service. And while all of that sounds boring and confusing, I actually called my friend for further clarification because I didn't understand any of it. Because I didn't understand why a Royal Mail ship could be a steamship, but a steamship couldn't be RMS. It was way above my mental pay grade, yeah. if you will. Well, British. <laughs> and also, you know, I, I've been on a boat like 1,500 times in my life. But to be fair, uh, 1,498 of those times were rides at Disneyland. Oh, Jesus Christ, Carrie Hopper. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not very... Boatsy. <laughs> Boat sea, boat savvy. I'm not really seafaring. So I reached out to my friend Chris, who used to serve in the Navy, and I asked him, I said, excuse my dumb girl questions. (laughs) Forgive my Pirates of the Caribbean and Storybook Land canal boats. Oh my God. Yeah, experience. Um, I have some questions for you. (laughs) And basically... Essentially, the RMS, uh, the SS, that kind of thing, it it depends on what the ship is contracted to do at the time. So the Queen Mary was also called the HMT Queen Mary during World War II, which stood for Hired Military Transport. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So he, um, you know, broke it down in tiny carry words so that I could understand it. And so, Chris, thank you very much. I I genuinely appreciate, appreciate that. Now, there were uh, 49 reported onboard deaths 
That does not include the accident that it got into with the Curacoa. No. Yeah, Curacoa. Curacoa. Okay. So I do want to uh, start my portion with a recollection of a guest of the Queen Mary. And they state about their parents. This is their parents. They're talking about their parents. It was their wedding night. And when they checked into the Queen Mary, after a long day of dancing, eating, and mingling with their loved ones... They checked into the hotel. They grabbed drinks, watched fireworks from the ship, and quickly fell asleep. Good wedding nighting. Mm, Must be nice. Okay. But their romantic evening quickly turned into an otherworldly encounter encounter, when an unexpected undead visitor walked, or floated, into their room unannounced. Oh, that'll ruin your night. Well, they were already asleep. The night was ruined anyway. (laughs) I kind of feel like their wedding night... They watched fireworks and went to bed. Like, hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, no judging. Uh, I'm judging. I'm oh, sorry. Like, I have way higher expectations for my own wedding night. Like, ain't nobody <laughs> fucking sleeping that night. But I digress. So shortly after midnight, they were jolted awake and were met by a tall, ghostly-looking sailor loitering near the locked door of the adjoining room. He stared at the couple, but wasn't threatening, they said. It's disgusting. Mm. You know how I feel about people watching me sleep. Like yeah. I can't even. I can't even deal. Loud music and party chatter was heard in the room in the next room over, as a dull yellow light illuminated the figure. He turned around and left without a word. It was as if the sailor had had too much to drink and accidentally gone into the wrong room. They said, even though they were sure the adjoining door was locked. About an hour later, he returned. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> So this could either be a paranormal story or I'm launching into true crime. But we'll see what happens. Oh, either that or polyamorous relationships. Hey, man, don't knock it. People are into it. I hate it. Okay, so this time, when he came back about an hour later, the couple shouted at him to get out and stay out, who had the nerve to enter the wrong room twice. And frankly, I agree. Like, okay, fool me once. But also, if somebody walked into your room, and make sure the door is locked. Yeah, if you're not invited, invited to join, just, just go and don't come back. Also, lock your goddamn door. <laughs> Check it. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, the next morning, the, newly, the newlyweds told the front desk about their unexpected visitor. However, they were told, I'm sorry, sir, that's not possible. The adjoining door in your room was bolted shut years ago and can't be reopened. Plus, the rooms surrounding your room have all, were all vacant last night. Nobody is checking in until today. Oh. 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 Mm. Mm. So, that is how I'm going to start my portion. Let's talk a little bit about the collision with the Curacoa. Oh, man. So... While working in the bow of the ship, there was a marine engineer that claimed to hear sounds of rushing water, metal tearing, uh, men screaming on different occasions. It was not the first time. Uh, A little bit later, after this particular engineer had read an article about the Curacoa, he said, quote, the very area where I heard that mysterious water rushing was the exact same area that was damaged when the ship hit the Curacoa. I said, this is what it would have sounded and felt like if I had been in that compartment at the time, but I knew it couldn't be. Obviously, he the ship was docked at this point as a oh, hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was sort of hearing what had happened on that day. Others have also had similar experiences. Uh, some have said that what they heard sounded like dozens of hands pounding on the sides of the ship and begging to be let aboard. Yeah. Yeah, I read that one too. Yeah, so um, a couple of the rooms on the Queen Mary that are 
the most or reported to be the most haunted is room B-474. Um, apparently in this room, a man strangled his wife and child and then left their bodies upon the bed. What? Yeah. It gets worse. I did not read about murder upon the Queen Mary. Yeah, it gets worse. Oh, good. Um, so he then proceeded to the bathroom where he shot his other daughter in the bathroom before turning the gun on himself. Oh, my God. Carrie. Yeah. So some people think that the daughter, um, or some people say, rather, that the daughter was found dying with him in that B-deck bathroom and that she has continued to roam the Queen Mary ever since. The girl is apparently referred to as Dana, um, and she is said to haunt the archive and cargo areas of the ship, um, but she can also be heard playing and hiding among the crates down in the lower levels of the ship. What, What year did this murder happen? Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Um, so this particular little ghost can be heard playing and hiding among the crates in the cargo area of the ship. Ghost hunters have often investigated the cargo hold in search of this little girl, and they claim that proof of her existence um, has appeared in the form of orbs and misty shadows that appear in their photographs. Um, visitors have also reported seeing Dana wandering near the second-class pool, desperately crying out for her mother. Yeah. So the next area that I'm going to talk about is not much better. Uh, (laughs) It is called Shaft Alley. In the early morning hours of July 10th, 1966, the crew of the Queen Mary ran a routine emergency drill. Now, while he was by the engine room during the drill, an 18-year-old crew member named John Petter attempted to squeeze through door 13 while it was completing its 60-second closing process. Um, unfortunately, he gravely miscalculated and was crushed to death. Oh, Jesus. John. Yeah. So the door nearly severed his body in half. Oh. Today. Nearly. Nearly. Nearly? Nearly. So they had to take him out and... Uh, Imagine how you're gonna. Yeah, okay. Too late. So, he has a nickname that it is, um, has been affectionately given to him. He is known as Half Hatch Harry. Oh, God. That's so rude. (laughs) I know. And it says here, my notes I wrote, as Petter is affectionately known, which... If I die horrifically, please do not give me some, like, I, grotesque... I will, I will give you an affectionate name. That's grotesque and disturbing? Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, no. the fuck out of you. You've earned it. <laughs> oh, the face. The face. <laughs> I, I think Skip might be right. I think I need Jesus. <laughs> if I've earned it. Holy crap. Ah! Uh, uh, Becca, I got him to snore. Oh, everybody drink. <laughs> oh my god, this is a drinking game we can start. Oh yeah. Whenever Archie Snort laughs, drink. I can't believe it hasn't already. Oh, I know. Ah. I yeah. mean, I do. Drink. Uh, Cheers, drink Okay, here we go. <laughs> so anyway, Petter, or Half Hatch Harry. Half Hatch Harry. Is often spotted in the corridors and elevators surrounding the engine room. Those visiting Shaft Alley, which gets its name because it's a narrow passageway from the engine room to the stern. Um, so those visiting it have reported seeing a bearded man in dated work overalls following them and then suddenly disappearing near door 13. There are also claims of clothing or purses being tugged on, banging on pipes, and greasy handprints appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Are you? Oh, yeah. Of 
course you are. Beards, overalls, greasy handprints. Sign me up. Half-hatched hairy ghosts? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this took a weird <laughs> turn, Gary. <clears throat> anyway, a, for- a former tour guide said that, um, quote, I don't know why I turned around, but I turned around, and standing right behind me on the step was a man. He had on blue overalls, and they were dirty. When I stepped aside to let him go by, he wasn't there. He was gone. So he is one of the more frequently seen apparitions on the Queen Mary. There is the pool area, and I guess um, in its heyday it had three classes of pools. So Mm. it had pools on on the various class decks. Um, In the first class pool area, around 11 o'clock in the morning, a tour guide was walking into the pool area. Now, just so that you know and you can picture it, these pools are drained. They're not a pool area anymore. I mean, they're the area, but it's a drained pool and it's covered. So anyway, about 11 a.m., a tour guide walked into the one pool area, the first class pool area, and he sees a young woman walking up the stairs. The first thing he noticed about her was how he said unfashionable, but in my notes I wrote out of the era, she was dressed. So he said it. she looked like, quote, someone out of the 1960s straight out of Woodstock. So this is a fairly recent encounter this tour guide has had. Uh, yeah, I mean... How, how would you reconcile that? I don't know, because this is what he said she looked like. She had long, blonde, iron, straight hair. So, like, you know, flat, iron, straight hair. The hair her hair was to her waist. She was wearing dark tortoise shell sunglasses and a burnt orange turtleneck vest. Sounds like a pretty okay trip to me. Okay, but it also does sound out of the era of fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that might be coming back. I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway. So he passed the pillar on the stairs to let her by, and he turned around to ask if he could help her, and she had vanished. Um, He then realized that the woman had made no noise. And at the time, the pool area had loose tiles and and things, so it was virtually, it was just a noisy place to walk through in general, but she made no noise walking past him, which was highly unusual. Unusual. So when the area is quiet, visitors have also claimed to see the infamous woman in a bathing suit. Um, While the name seems a little, you know, boring for a ghost, um, it's an accurate description. So apparently, the Queen Mary's passenger history is too dense to identify who this person is, but she appears to be in her late 20s or 30s and is seen in a 1930s style bathing suit. So the woman in the bathing suit is kind of accessorizing for the 60s (laughs) i don't actually know um she's often seen heading to the changing rooms or walking along the edge of the pool some have claimed to see footprints or puddles appear just before the specter materializes that's a common one of the most common things i've ever heard about the queen mary is in the pool area they splashing is heard and um wet footprints are seen around pools that have no water in them So well, yeah, I read most of the pools have been drained, right? And most of those areas have been turned into like hotel rooms or nothing. They're all areas. just pool areas. They're just abandoned. Well, I, I say abandoned in that they're not in use anymore, but they haven't become anything. They're oh. just empty pool areas. Oh, you? I mean, you go to them on tours and stuff, but yeah, weird. but they're dis- disused. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So now, one of the most famous spirits aboard the Queen Mary in the pool area is known as Jackie. 
Now, it's unknown whether or not the, the girl whose full name was Jacqueline Porin, it's unknown whether she drowned in the second class pool or not. Um, but however, she has continued to um, show herself to guests and visitors in the last several decades. Now, Jackie is one of the most recorded spirits aboard the Queen Mary. She is known for answering questions and leaving behind answers to EVP exchanges. Um, tour guides often try to coax her into singing the guests a song, and occasionally she is recorded on EVPs as actually singing to them. Mm. Yeah, which would be hella creepy if you ask me. Oh. Um, she's considered a playful ghost and does interact with visitors either in the first or second class pools. But Men- never the third class. <laughs> but never, like, okay, she might have priorities. <laughs> Don't judge. A lot of people have claimed to hear her giggling, laughing, singing, splashing in the pool, and even more, a little bit more sad, uh, either asking for her parents or her teddy bear. Oh. Just keep in mind the ghost of a child. Oh, no. That's... So um, other guests have also heard her playing with other children. So, you know, a lot of dead children on the... Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. Dead children playing. Mm, dead children. Not creepy at all. Exactly. Um, Another employee of the Queen Mary said that, uh, quote, we came into the pool and I heard giggling, the sound of a little girl playing in the area. And at that point, I noticed there was splashing. The splashing stopped. The giggling continued. And we observed the wet footprints of a small child walking across into the locker room. I know that I saw what I saw. I'm not sure exactly why I saw it, but I know that it was there. Now keep in mind, this was a drained pool. Oh. Mm. See, that's... I mean, that's got to be creepy. I mean, especially if you're a person who doesn't believe in any yeah. of that crap. When you actually come across footsteps yeah. from something you know is not there. Wet, what kind like of foot, wet footprints where there's no of, water. Yeah, what kind of reconciliation process has to go on in your brain for you to go to, how, how can to you look at it? Justify that. See, why are there wet footprints here when there used to be a pool here, but there isn't? And you just go, oh, okay, well, I'm just not going to worry about that. How does, I, I, I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, and there's a lot of, a lot of things that I am skeptical about, but ghosts and, and, and things like that are not one of them. So I really, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, you just have to look at it. Maybe we should have a skeptic on the show and just ask them that. How do you... Well, have you had an experience? And... They probably haven't. Okay, but what about Edward and the cat litter the other night? That that was no... How does he justify that? There was no evidence. There was just a sound. The okay. neighbors, neighbors could have tapped a broom on the roof. There's no way to know. Okay, so I mean, that is I know, something that can be I know it was, explained. I know it was a very specific sound, but just like I heard right now, your upstairs my neighbors. My upstairs neighbors, yeah. So, I mean, there's really... I mean, I can't fault him. I know. Archie just made me an amazing drink, and I was telling how good it was. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so... I think we might be close to wrapping this up. Uh, you'd be wrong. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. So, now, a man named John Henry is rumored to have died near the generator room while working on the construction crew of the Queen Mary in the 1930s. However, today, unexplained noises and sightings of a shadowy figure plague that area. 
It is reported that people inside the room have been have reported being touched, having their cheeks brushed and being pushed or tugged on, Ooh. which is gross. Uh, <laughs> There have also been claims of spirits looking down at people through a hole in the ceiling and then darting away. The most common sound from the area are persistent clanks and taps on the hull, and um, some sounds are consistent with men working on a ship. Archie's getting tired. He's got his sleep mask on, ready to go. Yeah, I have a little <laughs> bit more to go through. Oh, no. Arch, sorry. Right, so I you might want to take that off. Okay. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Okay. Where am I? Blah, 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 John Henry. Okay. Now, one of the most common occurrences aboard the Queen Mary is also one of the most mysterious uh, figures known as shadow, sh- shadow people. Shadow people happen everywhere. Yes. That, and, and they happen on the Queen Mary. And they seem to lurk around every corner without rhyme or reason. Does Tater have something he shouldn't? I don't know, but I didn't realize it was him rocking the chair until a full minute after I was watching it. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Because the look on your face was a little alarmed and also amused, so I thought... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's typically what happens. (laughs) Oh, so guests and ghost hunters alike have photos supposedly showing shadow people slinking through the ship. Now, these apparitions have acquired this moniker because they look like human-shaped shadows. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Most people tend to describe them as kind of darting along their peripheral vision or kind of, you know, flashing past the edges of rooms or hallways. That being said... My uh, son's grandparents and his uncle. Um, so my son's grandparents' names are Frank and Lauren, which you know you have met them, and and Jeremy, Koi's uncle. Yeah. Now Jeremy and his wife actually got married on the Queen Mary. Oh. Yes. Oh. So they frequently go to the Queen Mary, as does the family, especially because Josh used to live not too like literally like down the beach from the Queen oh my Mary. God. So, Lori and Frank and Jeremy were walking on the upper decks that is all wood flooring. And Frank was walking about, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 feet ahead of Lori and Jeremy. Lori and Jeremy heard footsteps behind them. It was a woman in high heels, clearly, like, on a mission. Clicking, click, 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 click. So they stopped and they turned to see who was there and, and move out of the way. Because uh, clearly, you know, again, yeah. on a mission. Um, but nobody was there. Oh. So they shrugged, looked at each other and they kind of shrugged and they continued on. And they heard him again. They, When they walked, they heard the footsteps. And when they stopped, the footsteps stopped. Now, you, like I said, you have met Lori. You have met yep. Jeremy. You have met Frank. Lori does not wear high heels. No. And there was nobody else on this particular section of the ship with them. So they heard him again. They looked around. Again, no one was there in the hall or the area, but the three of them. Oh, I would have loved to have been there for that. So by this point, Frank had gotten quite a bit ahead of them because obviously they kept stopping. They kept stopping and Frank kept going. Right, right. So he turns to see where they are. And he finds them way back down. What are you doing yeah. way back there? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and they're looking a little weirded out. So he walks back 
to ask them what's up. And they ask him if he heard the footsteps, and he hadn't. So to this day, they have no idea what happened, uh, who it was, or what. Frank, Frank just walks at the speed of light. Apparently, <laughs> but his footsteps are heard behind you from 25 feet ahead oh of you. Oh my god. Yeah, it was... That is... Uh, that's actually such an adorable story. Well, it was interesting, too, because Lori had told me the story, and then um, a, a year or so later, when, uh, actually not that long ago, Coy and I were telling Frank about how you and I were doing this podcast, and I said, we're going to do an episode on the Queen Mary, and Lori said, you know, that, that they had experienced this, and I, and I was like, what do you remember? And he recounted the same story to me, but that he didn't hear anything. He was he, so far ahead of them, he didn't hear anything. He did, but and, Archie, as he's telling me the story, he has goosebumps on his arms, just remembering what happened. See, and that's... that's and this was I, years ago. That's what I love about Frank. Yeah. He's just, he's just, he's like, yeah, well, that's it what was, happened. But yeah, I mean, and, even still to this day, it creeped him out enough to give him, him goosebumps yeah. to tell about... Something that he wasn't even a part of, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty, um, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So when Frank was telling me the story, uh, he got goosebumps on his arms, and and Coy and I kind of looked at each other like, whoa, oh, God, Frank, he's so cute. Yeah, he's really wonderful. He's he really wonderful. wonderful. Um, the whole family is really wonderful, and. Um, like I said, they go to the Queen Mary a lot. Um, Jeremy and Tracy, I believe, spend almost anniversary, if not every anniversary, like having dinner at one of the restaurants or the lounges on the Queen Mary, because again, that's where they got married. Um, but speaking of the restaurants and lounges on the Queen Mary, mm. um, one of the servers who has been working on the Queen Mary for 14 years um, had an encounter that she says she will never forget. And she says, quote, for some reason, I picked up a cup, a cup of coffee went out to the tables, and there was a lady sitting there. I was so fascinated by her dress. She appeared to be in a late afternoon cocktail-type dress from the 40s. So I guess there were different times of day cocktail dresses in the 40s. Apparently. I guess. Uh, This woman had dark hair, rolled at the sides, and no makeup on. She seemed very pale, but I never saw her move. I left the table, went up about 10 feet, Turned around because I wanted to take another look, and there was nothing at the table that she was just sitting at. And no indication that anyone was sitting there. Yeah. Another woman, a bartender in the Starboard Lounge, claims that she had been personally haunted by a specter named Bruce. So, personally haunted? Yeah. Also known as stalking. Also known as stalking, but way worse because how do you fucking put a restraining order on a ghost? There are people for that. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, not if you listen to Haunted anymore. Objects, but they're both dead, so yeah. there you have that. Nice. Anyway, um, so, so uh, the woman says that she can always feel somebody watching her and that Bruce tends to move wine glasses around. So, I mean, I guess he's not, like, violent or anything, but just sort Board of a nuisance that you cannot get rid of. Yeah. yeah. Which is oh, worse. God, that's going to be me, isn't it? You're a nuisance that people can't get rid that's of? That's going to be me. If I am destined to haunt anything anywhere, I'm just going to be moving shit around. 
Okay, but just don't watch people because that's. Oh creepy. no, that's fucking creepy. I don't want to see half the shit. We yeah, fuck do with anyways. people for sure. Yeah, just don't yeah, watch yeah. them. No. Okay, good. No, cool. fuck no. Okay, now the Queen Mary's Sir Winston's restaurant and lounge takes its name from frequent guest Churchill himself. Oh. Yes. There is a ghostly figure that appears in a top hat, tails, and slicked back hair, and is known simply as the dude. I don't know if they, some sort of, like, polished version of the big Lebowski, and so, like, that's the dude. (laughs) But people seem to agree it's not Churchill, because Churchill didn't have hair to slick back. (laughs) But anyway, we'll get to him. He's there too. Oh my But Lord. anyway, um, this particular uh, ghostly figure is very dapper in a top hat, tails, and slicked back hair, and he is known as the Dude. Now, some people have spotted him um, in, in the corridors, but he is mostly encountered in the bar section of Sir Winston's, which I feel like your ghost will be there. I was going to say, it's me. It's you. <laughs> slicked back hair. Yeah. Except- oh, God. The Dude. <laughs> Is known to clear his throat loudly behind a guest in order to gain their attention. <clears throat> exactly. And then when they turn to pay attention to him... There's nobody there's, there. Yeah, he beats feet. He's oh, out. fuck yeah, that'd be me. Yeah. But he is seen beating a hasty retreat through the wall leading to the men's restroom. So that's probably also going to be <laughs> That'd you. be me too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nobody go to the bathroom oh, with our Oh, holy shit. This is bad all this around. This is bad all around. Our listeners are finding out way too much about you oh, in this episode. No, I kind of feel there. <laughs> no, not yet. No, dear God. <laughs> Great. And, and, and now they've all, but maybe the original ten have dropped off. Oh, God. Okay. Our mothers are beaming with pride. That's all right. <laughs> I know where y'all live. So the dude has also been seen enjoying a drink at the bar with a bright smile on his face. But when anyone approaches him um, to strike up a conversation, he vanishes from sight. So, also like a typical also, guy. Uh, also me. Also. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, wait, you want to talk to me? Ah, no, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Poof, into the ether. Okay. So, Winston Churchill. He stayed on board the Queen Mary several times during World War II. In fact, the entire M deck was reserved for him and his entourage, Churchill often stated that the ship was his headquarters on the sea. It was also a fun fact during one of these trips that he signed the D-Day Declaration. Oh, I did read that. Did you? I did. Yes, it's my chair. It's squeaky. It's your chair. It's my chair. Anyway, today guests can visit the lounge named after him. You can actually even stay in his own private suite if you want to. Guests have reported sighting Winston Churchill near his private quarters, as well as on the promenade, sun, and sports decks. Thumps, bumps, disembodied voices, somebody clearing your throat, uh, have been heard emanating from his empty suite. Even though he didn't die on the ship. No, he didn't die. He died in his he died in his home at a nice old age. But the most common occurrence. Of Winston Churchill is an overpowering smell of heavy cigar smoke near his room and on the end deck, even though nobody can smoke in those areas. Now, as an Allied transport ship during World War II, the Queen Mary carried 800,000 soldiers overseas. As you mentioned, they removed the lavish furnishings and decor 
Um, and they replace everything with leather, I think you said. Just to cover it, yeah. Right, right. Now, because of doing that, the ship was actually able to double her normal capacity. Um, the Queen Mary still holds the record for the most people aboard a floating vessel at one time at 16,683 people. Troops and... Crew, crew. Right, yeah. Um, so, essentially, soldiers were dangerously overcrowded. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no ventilation. No, the portholes were welded shut because of blackouts, and they were losing people from heat prostration. Oh. It was estimated that because of such extreme conditions, there was a burial at sea every four hours. So think about that for a minute. Mm. Yeah, I, I think about other conditions such as that. Yeah, awful, regardless. So this could explain the numerous sightings of men clad in World War II era soldier uniforms roaming the A, B, and M decks. Now remember that one of the, the M deck was Winston Churchill's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, like personal private, you know deck for him and his entourage. So it kind of also lends to um, a little bit more explanation of the origins behind numerous EVPs that have been collected by ghost hunters that have caught men's voices speaking of military duties and commands that have been captured. Now, there is a lady in white. I feel like there is a lady in white in just about every location (laughs) we've done. If she's not in white, she's in red or she's in black. I mean, these ghostly ladies stick to a specific color palette. Yep, but um, they are all there. They're all there. But I'm going to tell you right now that when I die, I'm going to be the lady in blue. That's my favorite color. I really feel like I'm at my best when I'm surrounded by jewel tones. You're so I'm so going to be cute. <laughs> so it's also a line from friends. So don't quote, don't you know, give me total credit. But I'm going to be the lady in blue. However, this lady in blue is going to talk about the lady in white on the Queen Mary. The origins of her are unknown. However, she is frequently seen dancing the night away in a shadowy corner of the Queen's Salon, which was formerly the first class lounge. I'm kind of hip to this ghost. Yeah, it's probably going to be me one day. Okay, so when you're not like stalking male bartenders and messing with people, you're going to be dancing the night away in the Queen's Salon? You mean I have to give up the one for the other? I, I don't really know how it goes. I haven't actually read through the entire handbook for the reason of the seat, so I'm not really sure. Anyway, the lady in white has also been reported to hang around the ship's lobby near the piano, which was originally housed in the lounge. Huh. So again, she is described as a young, beautiful woman decked out in a white evening gown from the 1930s. Now, when she isn't dancing, guests can usually find her gliding down the stairs towards the lobby or walking past corridors, or disappearing near the elevators. She has even appeared during some ghost tours that frequent the ship, so when we go, let's keep our eye out for her. What? Yeah. So, coming to the end of this, guys, thank you so much for hanging in. William Stark. Let's talk about William Stark. Now, in September of 1949, this... No, no, no. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll I'll, I'll get it. Here we go. I'm going to channel Chris. This second senior staff officer, William E. Stark, there we go, was on the hunt for some gin. His captain had given Stark permission to have a drink, but he was unable to locate the bottle of gin. 
So a steward, F.R. Stokes, a lot of S's, had a little bit of wine. I'm kind of tripping over my words. Okay, gotcha. Um, Anyway, a steward, F.R. Stokes, located the alcohol and handed it over to Stark. Because none of my stories end well. (laughs) (laughs) What Stokes didn't know was that a fellow shipmate had actually used an empty gin bottle to store some cleaning fluid. God, Specifically, now tetrachloride um, is, I believe you said, a solvent, a fire... Suppressant and a refrigerant. And a refrigerant. Okay. So basically that's what this dude drank. Um, Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but it wasn't immediate. So like, as far as like killing him... However, he did feel the, the effects of it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he um, knew right away something wasn't right. This wasn't gin. Or it was the worst gin ever. Anyway, so according to the steward's report who gave him what he thought was gin, uh, quote, Mr. Stark came to my cabin again and said, I have drunk some kind of acid. I said, I am sorry, sir. I thought it was gin. In the days following the incident, Stark fell into a coma and passed away. The uh, form, the apparition of Officer Stark, has been spotted walking through his personal quarters along the main deck and the promenade. Um, A tour guide on board the Queen Mary said that he saw the apparition standing near the control panel in the aft engine room with a clipboard in hand. So that poor guy, again, like you said, is going to happen to you. You're going to die and then find yourself at work the yeah, next day. sometimes you'll never leave middle management. <laughs> sometimes you just never do. <laughs> um, so some visitors speculate that Stark is only hanging around the Queen Mary because he's still looking for his nip of gin. Can you relate? Yeah. Yeah, I can too. I can too. Yeah, pour one out for Stark. Anyway. But don't. But don't. Um, pour some tetrachloride out for... Uh, no, okay. Bad joke. Oh. Sorry. Man. Don't haunt me. Wow. Yes. Now, Archie, you've never been to the Queen Mary. I have not. But this is a luxury hotel. And there are ghosts for everybody, including you. Oh, even for me? Even for you! Oh, no. Tell me more. Okay. But let me tell you why. <laughs> Visitors to the Queen Mary often tell stories about ghostly cats haunting the ship. Oh. (laughs) You're going to tell me about hot hairy men. No, cats. Cats. Yes, because you have 15 million. Yes, such is my life. There you go. But again, goes for everybody. Fuck my life. (laughs) So the changing rooms near the first and third class pools where you would hope for hairy men. Full of cats. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what you're going to get. Oh Jesus Christ. Christ. Yes, the first and third class pools have garnered plenty of EVPs featuring meows. cats. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, we're never going there. Let me tell you now. Okay, but we don't... Let me tell you meow. Let me tell... (laughs) (laughs) Some guests also report feeling something invisible brushing up against their legs. Oh. Now, skeptics maintain... Edward, are you listening? That strays must have taken up residence on the vessel. However, searches have yet to turn up any animals. Most ghost of... cats. Ghost cats. I told you, ghost for everybody. Oh, fuck my life again. <laughs> now, again. most of the Queen Mary's 300... 300- <laughs> 
Sorry. Please continue. Most of the Queen Mary's 355 rooms are considered haunted. <laughs> Upon check-in, the front desk actually produces a list of every room that has reported an instance of paranormal activity. Does that include cats? Probably. <laughs> oh, but they have the pool, the oh. locker room. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. This is some dirty familiars right there. That's going to Anyway. Um, so they actually produce a list of every room that has reported an instance of paranormal activity associated with it. But of all 12 decks, 12 decks, if this gives you any sort of idea of the size mm-hmm. of the ship, the B deck is considered to be a hub of supernatural energy, very similarly to the fourth floor of the Stanley Hotel. Oh, good Lord. Particularly, oh, God damn it, and they're both within a day's driving distance for us. Please don't make me do that. Sorry, it's already on a planned oh, road trip. Fuck, fuck. Okay. So, especially room B340. B340. Yes. Now, in B340, there have been com- persistent complaints of strange noises, oddly, <laughs> footsteps, faucets turning on and off, Hangers moving in the closet, furniture moving, voices, guests being touched, the comforter being ripped off the bed, which apparently is something you deal with like every night, all of this shit. Scratching above the headboard. Wait, no, that's the Stanley Hotel. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, and other numerous incidents that actually caused management of the ship to close the room up permanently. What? No. However... I don't know about people living with cats. I know, but they have cats haunt their pools. It's weird. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) guests in neighboring rooms of B340 still report unusual noises, as well as sightings of full-bodied apparitions appearing in front of them and then vanishing through the walls into room B340. Now, the origins of the wild activity in B340 are unclear. However, one story says that an employee was murdered in the room, and that employee now drives out anyone who tries to stay there, which I kind of would do the same. Why? Because rude. Like, I just feel like that's, you know, you're going to kill me. You know what? I died here. I died here. Have a little respect. I just feel like if I... I, I don't know. I just, I can, I, I can empathize with this ghost. Anyway, so this particular murdered employee drives out anyone who tries to stay in the room. Other rumors um, include, which this is way worse, a pregnant war bride who isolated herself in the room oh. um, and went insane when her lover, a soldier, ultimately rejected both her and their baby. Yeah, yeah, a, a pregnant war bride. I, I, that's just, there's just some sort of special awful about that. Okay. Anyway, for those of you, Archie, who you seem to be particularly bummed that you can't stay in this room anymore. Archie, I'm going to tell you right now. Yes, Even ma'am. though you're a little disappointed that you can't rent room B340. I'm here to tell you that as of now, in this year, 2019, oh. the Queen Mary has remodeled and has reopened. Room B340. Has it? It's accepting guests right now. Is it really? It is. Even with you moving your hands the I way am. you are. Well, because oh my God. I know. I had to get up out of my chair because I was moving around and the chair was squeaking and that was bugging you. 
<laughs> so now I'm standing, and I guess that bothers you too. Oh my god, no, I love it. I love you so much. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you a little bit more about room B340. <laughs> During the voyage years, the space encompassed actually three third class staterooms. So it has since been remodeled to become one large guest room suite. The website says that it is, quote, a perfect blend of authentic style and modern amenities. Mm. B340 is larger than an average cruise ship cabin. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever been on any cruise ships? Uh, I, I haven't. No. No, I, no, never, no, I, I have, have not. Either. Especially not from the 1920s. Oh, yeah, for sure. The website also says that in addition to standard hotel room amenities, B340, which... Stop and pay close attention to this because this is my favorite part. Yes, ma'am. B340, when you, when, no, when we book this room. Yes. <laughs> they will supply a chest with unique items available for guests to amplify their overnight haunt experience. This includes a Ouija board. I, uh, no. No, no, that might vibrate and no. Nope, done. Done. Tarot cards and a crystal ball. Now, cabin reservations for stateroom B340 will be available starting at. You want to guess? Come on, guess. Tell me. No, guess. Forty-five dollars a night. Oh my god! No, wait. I was right. No, you were nowhere close. <laughs> Four hundred and ninety-nine dollars a night. Fucking shit. Yeah. Is that that sensational? Yes. Oh now, my god. I actually called the Queen Mary today. You did not. I did. And I wanted to ask them. And you laughed in their face. I, no, actually, no, I didn't. I was like, okay, thank you so much. But I did call the Queen Mary today because I wanted to see how far in advance. I mean, is it like the Stanley Hotel where you can request room 217? But just so you know, I also call the Stanley Hotel. They have a two and a half year wait. Oh, whoa. However, Queen Mary, Queen Mary room uh, B340 is booked through November 9th so far. As of today, which today. Two and a half week wait. Is October 26th. Two and a half week wait. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to two and a Obvious half year. year wait. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? Anyway, so um, you can book uh, room B340 after November 9th. Uh, weekdays, Archie, are $4.99 a night. Oh, Weekends okay. are $6.99. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. I'll note that in my calendar. Good, good, good. I mean, you've got fucking shit change lying around. Let's <laughs> pony up. Anyway, um, like I said, it is booked completely through the second weekend uh, in November of 2019. Now, that is everything that I have on the ghost of the Queen Mary. It does offer a number of historical tours. It offers a number of ghost tours, and it doesn't actually have to be the Halloween season. But if you want to go and visit, you want to go and tour, like I said, parking at the Queen Mary just to go there and just kind of poke around, it's about $20 a day to park at the Queen Mary. Go there. Check it out. You guys, it is really amazing. Um, you can visit... You can visit their website at queenmary.com. If you are in the L.A., Southern California area, they are located at 1126 Queens Highway in Long Beach. 
And their phone number for reservations, questions, anything like that is 877-600-4313. And I cannot stress it enough what an actually really cool experience <laughs> the entire thing is. I mean, truly. It's wonderful. And yeah, so that is everything that I have on the Queen Mary. Archie, do you have anything else? I do not have anything to add except for how animated and happy you have been about <laughs> sharing all of this information. I... Uh, and it's, it's as if you could dance upon the rafters. I know. I, I love ghosts and hauntings and... You're just so cute. I, I hope that by you saying all of that lovely and sweet stuff that you think that that's going to be enough to not make me drag you to these places, but it's not. It's not. We're going. And you will drag me anyway. I will drag you anyway. Uh, so anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Queen Mary. If you have any questions, if you have any experiences yourself, please email us at hoahpodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at H-O-A-H Podcast. Uh, we will put pictures of the Queen Mary up on our social media. And I think that is it. I think you've got it covered. I think I've got it covered. Um, yeah, you're getting to be pretty natural at this. Thank you. So are you. And you know what? Our listeners think that we are finally sliding into our comfort zone. So I think that's really wonderful as I well. I yeah, so that is it. Again, thank you guys so very much. And um, signing off. Good night. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Love Heals Dog Rescue is a nonprofit organization that believes every dog in need deserves a second chance at a new life. Love Heals wants to partner with the community to help as many dogs as possible find loving homes while also helping dogs in need in the area such as providing a last litter program where the mother dog is fixed and returned or adopted and all of the puppies are fixed, examined by a vet, microchipped, and adopted out to help with the overpopulation of dogs in the area. Love Heals Dog Rescue cannot continue to help the community without a dedicated foster network. Please consider becoming a foster and visit loveheelsdogrescue.org. Or find them on Facebook by searching Love Heals Dog Rescue. Help, help us be, be a part, part of the solution. solution.